0: The GX on Agriculture podcast is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner. GX on Agriculture with Doug Falconer. Good afternoon and welcome to GX on Agriculture. Coming up on today's program... Grain market traders are now reading through the much anticipated U.S. Department of Agriculture report. We'll hear from PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccolo on that. As well, Ag Direct Hail Insurance is ready to go for this growing season. Bruce Lowe is the executive vice president, and he says the company was the first direct and online hail insurance provider. We'll have more on that as well. The first Saskatchewan Agriculture Crop Report of the Year was released yesterday afternoon. Agriculture Minister David Merritt actually held a news conference for it, and we will hear his comments. And the Do More Ag Foundation has launched its 2023 campaign to raise awareness about "Take talking it out regarding mental health and agriculture. We'll hear from Executive Director Megs Reynolds on that. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of GX on Agriculture. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers biomeal meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your Remax Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist. Ag- Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. With Phil Spivak from Precision Weather and Phil, we seem to have a little bit of rain going on here in the Yorkton area, but it sounds like we're not going to get a whole
1: lot compared to some other parts of the province. Yeah, we're on the, uh, the the fringe area. There's actually a lot of rain around, but uh, looking at actually what this rain is amounting to, there's not a lot of rain around for us. Uh, Yorkton is on the, the northern fringe of this. There are a few showers north, but even less significant. You have to get down. Uh, right now, getting, uh, or has been and still is getting a pretty decent uh, shower. That's pushing off across into uh, more of southwestern Manitoba. We will see some uh, heavier rainfall totals that way uh, into Minnedosa over the next uh, couple of hours. And there's more behind. Uh, the heaviest has moved, it uh, looks like, out of Virginia at this point, uh, tracking eastward, but still a lot around, around there. And it's not all moving eastward. There's some eastward movement to it. But the overall motion is actually south, maybe southwestward. The end result is we're on the northern fringe. It's not heading in our direction, so that's good news. It will still be cloudy, and we'll still, even though we're on the fringe, we've still got enough of a of a moisture field on this fringe that I think we could be dealing with some steady rain. And when I say steady rain, Orton area north, we're talking steady sprinkles, uh, drizzle, that sort of rainfall. The more measurable rainfall is going to be more limited to areas south. Very few exceptions to these. There are a few. And I always have to point out the fact that not everything is universal, but uh, the, the exceptions are out there, uh, and they are just that, very infrequent exceptions. So most of the time we're just this light rain. Temperature up at 19 this afternoon. Uh, the wind up a little bit, too. That will uh, ease up, too, as the storm begins to drop back southward. Showers in the evening, clearing out overnight. We're 9 degrees tonight, and cloud coverage is a partial sun tomorrow with a high near 20 on, on the plus side, that is. Clearing out uh, from that lingering cloud cover, the moisture should be gone by morning. The heavier uh, cloud cover, still a lot of it around, thinner cloud deck, and gradually turning partly sunny. By tomorrow night, we do clear out, and with a light wind and with a clear sky, we'll drop off. Still not negative. Four degrees is a low tomorrow night, and mostly sunny on Sunday, 24. We're uh, getting into this warm pattern, certainly nothing negative. Uh, Temperatures well above normal into the new week. After being 24 on Sunday, we'll get into the mid to upper 20s for Monday and Tuesday. Looks like we do dip back toward normal as the week goes on, but at least the first few days, uh, nice and toasty.
0: That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour the Paw and Roblin are at 15 degrees, Swan River 21, Dauphin 17, Brandon 18, Show Lake Russell 14. Regina is at 13, Saskatoon 18, Hudson Bay 20, Broadview Mooseman 12, Indian Head 14, Winyard-Wadena-Kelvington 17. The Yorkton-Melville region has some Light rain, a south-southeast wind at 22 kilometers an hour. 63% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 15 degrees. Yesterday, Yorkton reached a high of 23 degrees and dropped to a low of 3 degrees. There was no precipitation recorded in the 24-hour period ending at midnight last night. The normal high for this date is 17 degrees, the normal low is 4 degrees. The sun rose in Yorkton at 5:04 this morning and it will set at 8:29 tonight. Extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday, the Manitoba hot spot was Emerson at 26 degrees, the cold spot was TDullie Lake at -1 degree. The Saskatchewan hot spot yesterday was Nipuan at 30 degrees. The cold spot, Stony Rapids, at minus one degree. And that's your agriculture weather. Please stay tuned. GX on Agriculture will return right after these messages. This- Welcome back to GX and Agriculture. Grain market traders are now reading through the much-anticipated U.S. Department of Agriculture report, PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Piccolo was one of them to comb through the document and he gave his assessment.
2: So it was overall... Uh, bullish on the wheat front, hence the, the rally we've seen here kind of uh, on the few wheat contracts. And then a little bit more bearish on the soybeans and the corn side. So uh, ending stocks for U.S. corn and beans uh, came actually a, a little bit above pre-report trade estimates um, and wheat stocks came in lower. Uh, old uh, crop corn stocks also came in well above expectations. So uh, here we are seeing a soybean down a little bit and same with corn. Another notable kind of note in the report was there was surprisingly no changes to Argentina's corn or soybean um, kind of production from last month. So uh, traders were expecting a little bit of a change there. But there has been a huge bump in Brazil's corn crop and soybeans uh, rise as well too. So those numbers may put a little bit pressure kind of on the market here at some point.
0: As for the canola market...
2: Uh, canola, again, we are down about uh, $7 a ton here, kind of on the day right now. Uh, soybean oil in particular has been making new contract lows, uh, kind of putting a bit of pressure on the contracts. Uh, November in particular for new crop that I've been talking with clients about is below that 700 level. Uh, when it was above 700 this week, that was an area I was looking to protect clients for, depending on how much new crop they have sold and things like that. Uh, The Canadian dollar is under a little bit of pressure here today as well too, dropping actually um, about a cent in the last couple days here with the U.S. dollar kind of moving up uh, as well as crude oil moving down. So uh, we are seeing a few outside market forces as well too kind of affecting the grain markets here.
0: Piccolo explains the impact the possible expiry of the Black Sea Grain Initiative is having on the markets.
2: Yeah. So the next deal, again, needs to be done for Russia, Ukraine, the Black Sea by May 18th. That's kind of the deadline for that. So again, it's a 120 day kind of agreement that they have. And there's talks to potentially want to want to move it to 60 days. Uh, However, that's not uh, kind of something that Ukraine wants. Obviously, Russia is kind of more pushing for it on their end. Uh, And then when it comes to the China kind of tensions right now, too, I think it's again, it's just a another factor that traders watch to see if some type of news can kind of spill over to the grain markets and affect the U.S. dollar on the currency side um, as well too just on the demand side because as we know how much kind of really China does buy and if they do kind of slow down kind of their imports that could definitely kind of put some pressure on prices especially since we are expecting kind of some some bumper crops in a few different areas.
0: He then provides his outlook for next week.
2: Yeah, so I would say in terms of what traders are maybe going to be watching for, I think just digesting kind of the USDA reports and seeing where where things go at the close today. I always talk about the closing prices with clients because during kind of intraday, during market hours, it can definitely move around quite a bit. But I I think putting more emphasis on the closing prices is important. Uh, And then in terms of kind of going forward next week, again, some levels I'm watching is the $700 a ton level. the November Uh, canola futures, that's something I definitely want to see get back above. Uh, And, you know, a little bit of life on definitely on the wheat side here. So uh, I am going to be talking with clients about protecting some some new crop wheat as well, too, using options uh, on using the Kansas City contract in particular. And uh, for those that want to maybe learn a little bit more, feel free to visit my website at uh, prairiecommodities.com.
0: Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial in Winnipeg. It's time now for the Beef and Forage Report, and that's a presentation of Co-op Hail Insurance. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Beef and Forage Report. Although most feed grain buyers were fairly well covered through spring seeding, Suzanne LeClerc of Market Master Limited at Edmonton says some were looking for feed to get through the coming weeks and offered premiums. She says that's a shock for seeding season, and she suggests it's best to shop around, with prices fluctuating by about 40 cents per bushel. Leclerc says that the shifting around in prices has been the result of the commodities market swinging back and forth, adding buyers are purchasing very short term. As of yesterday, Leclerc says Market Master was offering $8.20 $8. per bushel for barley that's picked up at the farm in the Camrose area. Wheat was priced at $10.40 to $10.50 per bushel, picked up in the Edmonton area. And that's the Beef and Forage Report. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. ninety four A piece of legislation that would provide farmers with carbon tax relief is in front of Canadian Senators, Bill C-234, which exempts on-farm fuels like propane and natural gas used in grain drying and barn heating from the federal carbon tax, had its first reading in the Senate on March 30th and the second reading on Tuesday. Canadian farmers pay millions of dollars in carbon taxes. Keystone Agricultural Producers, for example, estimates Manitoba farmers paid $1.7 million in carbon taxes in 2019. And the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan calculated that the carbon tax at $170 per ton, which is where carbon tax pricing is expected to be by 2030 31, will cost a grain farmer $12.52 per acre. With the 2021 Census of Agriculture calculating the average farm size in Saskatchewan at 1,766 acres, a farm of that size would pay $22,110 in carbon taxes. The CEO of Canadian fertilizer giant Nutrien says the company may consider slowing down its previously announced plan to ramp up potash production in light of falling prices and lower sales volumes. The comments come as the Saskatoon-based company, the world's largest fertilizer producer, lowered its earnings guidance for the year to between $6.4 billion and $8 billion, down from a previously announced range of $8.4 billion to $10 billion. It's been a volatile period for Nutrien, which achieved record earnings in 2021, and then saw fertilizer prices spike in March of 2022 as the Russia-Ukraine war shook up global agricultural markets and reduce supplies of fertilizer from Eastern Europe. To meet increased global demand, Nutrien announced in June of last year a plan to ramp up potash production by 40% compared with 2020 production levels, an increase of more than 5 million metric tons. Quebec's Agriculture Department says it has seized 38 cattle from the Central Quebec farm that was home to a group of fugitive cows that escaped last summer and went on the run for months. A spokesman for the Agriculture Department says the cattle were seized after a recent inspection found the safety and well-being of some of the animals was at risk. He says the animals will be assessed by a veterinarian and that a report will be submitted to prosecutors who will determine whether any charges will be laid. Twenty-four cattle escaped from the farm in San Barnaby, Quebec, around 130 kilometers northeast of Montreal, in July. The final members of the herd were not recaptured until January, despite numerous attempts, including one that involved a group of cowboys from a nearby town. The U.S. Supreme Court has preserved a California law banning the sale of pork in America's most populous state from pigs kept in tightly confined spaces. That rejects an industry challenge, claiming that the voter-backed animal welfare measure impermissibly regulates out-of-state farmers. The measure, approved by voters as a 2018 ballot initiative called Proposition 12, bars sales in California of pork, veal, and eggs from animals whose confinement failed to meet certain minimum space requirements. The law mandates pig confinement spaces large enough to enable the animals to turn around, lie down, stand up and extend their limbs. Animal rights groups have said some pork producers can find pigs in cages so small that pigs cannot turn around for most of their lives. Canopy Growth Corporation says it will refile three of its past quarterly financial statements after uncovering material misstatements linked to its BioSteel business. The Smiths Falls Ontario Cannabis Company says in a regulatory filing that its sports beverage business's first, second and third quarter sales information from 2022 should no longer be relied upon. The company discovered the misstatements when it was preparing its financial results for the financial year ended March 31st. Canopy determined on May 4th that there were errors in its filings after a review of BioSteel results with independent external counsel and forensic accountants. The company says its review is ongoing, and thus it cannot quantify the impact the changes might have on its prior financial statements. And be sure to listen to the latest GX on Agriculture podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Please stay tuned. GX on Agriculture will return in one minute's time. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Faulkner. We have light rain and 15 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. Ag direct Hail Insurance is ready to go for this growing season. Bruce Lowe is the executive vice president, and he says the company was the first direct and online hail insurance provider.
3: AgDirect Hail was launched 10 years ago, and we said at that time we wanted to forever change the crop hail insurance landscape by offering lower rates, great customer service, and professional loss adjusting. And now AgDirect Hail is one of the largest providers on the prairies, and that's th- thanks to the support of hardworking farm
0: families. He notes he stepped away from Ag Direct Hale for about a year, but has returned.
3: Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, it, for me, I'll just say that it was—it uh, was—and always should be about the customer. And Ag Direct Hale was successful because of the support of prairie farmers, and we just can't ever forget that.
0: Low outlines what's changed now that he's back.
3: Well, Ag Direct Hale uh, was acquired by uh, Hub International late last year
0: he says there are a lot of farmers who are familiar with hub
3: well yes well hub is the fifth largest brokerage in the world with over 60 offices on the prairies and hub international is known for their impressive portfolio of insurance products and most importantly uh, their laser focus on customer service and for me and the rest of the team the emphasis on the customer is what should always set ag direct hail apart from its competitors
0: low tells us who's on his ag direct hail team
3: well yeah, you, it's exciting for me we have uh it's an exciting time at ag we have ellen back uh running the back office uh she's been working hard to set our rates as sharp as we can bailey Shekennick is back leading our team of professional adjusters our adjusters pride themselves on thoroughly inspecting a claimant's hail damage and settling claims that accurately reflect their loss and 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 we have beth back as our claims coordinator, there's no one better on the prairies, in my opinion, than Beth when it comes to planning and coordinating and adjustment and communicating with our customers. She really alleviates that stress that comes with the crop hail damage. We have Lori and Sarah and Megan all back in customer service and support. Uh, so I guess you can say we pretty much put Humpty Dumpty back together again.
0: He outlines what's new this year that farmers need to know about.
3: Well, yeah, many farmers may have noticed that uh, there wasn't enough coverage being offered by the hail insurance companies last year. Simply with higher commodity prices and some early season storms, farmers tried to load up on on insurance and some companies essentially ran out of stock. Um, so also there was quite a bit of damage last year, which always puts upward pressure on rates. So I'm pleased to tell you that AgDirect Hail has not only secured additional insurance capacity for our customers this year, but we've also done our best to, to hold the line on, on any rate increases.
0: And Lowe says it's easy to find more information about Ag Direct Hail.
3: Well, it's simply farmers can either email us at info at agdirecthail.com, or give us a call toll free at 855-686-5596. They can certainly ask for me if they want to talk.
0: That's Bruce Lowe, executive vice president of Ag Direct Hail Insurance to get a rate or to buy an insurance policy simply call them toll free at 1-855-686-5596 livestock market conditions US live cattle futures for June closed at 16440 today that's up 145 August live cattle closed at 16245 up 165. August feeder cattle closed at 228.97, up 290. September feeder cattle closed at 231.97, up 267. June lean hogs closed at 84.10, up 22. July lean hogs closed at 85.32, up 20. And that's the livestock market conditions. The first Saskatchewan Agriculture Crop Report of the Year was released yesterday afternoon. Agriculture Minister David Merritt was on hand for the announcement.
4: Obviously we're coming into the busiest time of the year with... uh the crop going in the round in the ground, and it is obviously the biggest industry here. So, uh, we're here obviously to announce a couple of things: uh, the crop uh, seeded report, and right now, as the report as of today is around nine percent. And uh, how we get that report is from our crop reporters around the province. And right now, we have about 200 uh, crop reporters in the province. We obviously uh, could use more. So, if you're uh, if you're listening and you're in a municipality that doesn't have one. Just get a hold of the Ministry of AG and we 'd uh, gladly uh, take you on as a crop reporter. My colleague uh, Daryl Harrison is here is the MLA from cannington and he 's my lead secretary uh, in AG as well, but Daryl himself is uh, also a crop reporter, so uh, thank you for the work you do daryl it 's obviously important that we get these reports to see you know how much crop is in the ground, uh, as I said we've got about nine percent in and over the next uh, week to ten days uh, i mean it 's uh, raining lightly here now, but uh, We'll see a lot of a lot of crop go in into the ground over the next week to ten days as well. So, uh, just another couple of comments I do want to make. Obviously, this is a very very busy time of the year uh, in the province of Saskatchewan. We see uh, big equipment moving up and down the highways, uh, and crossing the roadways. So we just ask the, you know, the driving public, the public people, to, you know, to be safe out there, be cautious. Uh, this equipment is big. Um, and you have to give it time to either move across a highway or if it's moving down the highway just be cautious of it and and moving around it as well. The other factor I do want to make as I said this is a very busy time Farmers and ranchers put in very long hours every day and they go as many days as they can. Uh, It's uh, Obviously we want to make sure that they're safe out there uh, and uh, I want them to be safe Uh, as myself uh, farmed all my life My wife and family always expected me home every night, and I'm sure every farmer out there, their their family's expecting them home every night. So please be safe out there. Have a great season. As I said, it's the, the biggest industry we have in this province, and it's well underway.
0: Merritt says the crop reports will be released on a weekly basis until harvest wraps up.
4: Yeah, this is the first of many. We usually do them every Thursday. And so this is uh, obviously that's why the crop reporters are very important to us. They give us these updates. We usually start getting them the first part of the week and then uh, gives us a good idea what's going on in the province and gives us a pretty good, uh, a very accurate number on the percentage-wise of what's going into the ground. So uh, as I said, it's, uh, they're an important part of the industry and we can't thank them enough.
0: He's hoping for a good growing season this year.
4: Well, you know, I'm very optimistic this year, what what I've been seeing. I mean, obviously, you know, we're here now and it's raining too. So, uh, and I know, uh, you know, my farm is in the southern part of the province, close to the border. And it's been raining down there all day. And and the moisture conditions around the province, for the most part, from what I'm hearing from my colleagues, is pretty good. I mean, there is pockets where, you know, they need rain now and uh, it's a little drier. We never lose a crop in May or June. We, it's it's July we'll worry about, and hopefully, you know, Mother Nature will respond and give us some nice rain in July, and we'll we'll have a bumper crop. Last year we bounced back pretty good with over 35 million metric tons. I'd sure like to see us hit that, you know, well over 40 million metric tons again this year. Uh, and right now, I think with what I'm hearing from you know people around the province, the conditions are looking pretty good.
0: Merritt believes soil moisture conditions are a lot better right now than they were at this time last year.
4: Oh, I think a a lot better. I think uh, we're doing a lot better. We had a lot more snowfall in in parts of the province that we didn't have any last year. I know for the ranching community across the province, they're quite happy. A lot of the dugouts are filled in the southwest that didn't have any water in them last year. I was more concerned about water for the livestock sector in many parts of the province than I was grass. Uh, and we saw a very significant runoff in the southern part of the province, where the dugouts are full. I know down in my part of the world, the dugouts are full. The ranchers are very happy. There's going to be a good start to the to the pastures, which is also good to see. So that's important for us. And uh, uh, but for the overall province, uh, I'm very satisfied with the moisture. I know up in the northwest, there's still some areas, you know, where they're concerned uh, that they need some moisture. But uh, Generally, the the moisture conditions around the province are, are looking pretty good. The crop is going into nice conditions right now.
0: He makes an educated guess on the amount of farmland being seeded in Saskatchewan this year.
4: Our estimation is probably, if you look at crop insurance, at, at their number, and they're well over, you know, they're that 32 to 35 million acres, and then they don't get it all. So uh, I think we're probably going to be up to 40 million acres that's going to be seeded this year, I'm thinking, in that neighborhood. Uh uh, and it's going to be a variety of crops. We're going to see probably canola numbers move up. We might even see Durham uh, move up as well. And uh, one thing I do know is that the commodity prices are good, and that's good to see. But I'm also seeing uh, a real global trend where companies are really looking at what we're doing here. They're do- they're looking for at what we're doing in the number one reason. They like our environmental footprint on the way we're growing crop. They like the continuous cropping. They like the uh, zero till. They like all of that. Uh, companies are looking at what we're doing globally, and we have a great story to tell here. And, and the the young farmers today are really adapting well to new technology.
0: Merritt thinks the amount of acres being seeded this year is close to what was seeded last year.
4: That's that's probably close, to about the same. You know, and I'm I'm probably you know if I'm out of you know 10 percent or 5 percent on on that number, and I could be. I, I'm just going on based on history and crop insurance. where you know, we're what, over 32 or 33 million acres. We don't insure all the acres, but we probably insure about 80% of them. So, uh, you know, I see that number probably staying very consistent. Uh, It's not changing much. It really isn't. Uh, And it hasn't historically.
0: He believes the weekly Saskatchewan crop report is studied by the international agriculture industry.
4: I think it's very important. And I think it's very important for a number of factors. I mean, as a farmer all my life, I often wondered how my colleagues in other parts of the province were doing and things like that but I think even globally I think companies look at it and say well okay they like to see you know when's the crop going in like right you know from May till June or, till first of June that is really our growth that's our that's the month that we put most of the crop in the ground a lot of it goes into June as well but uh, so I think global international companies look at okay look at their moisture conditions are good, uh, they're getting it in at the right time. That means hopefully we see the quality. Now they'll just kind of watch the report and they'll f- watch it through the year and say, okay, they've had rain. Then they start looking at the quality side say, okay. And then they start, you know, and then I'm, I'm assuming the company start looking and say, okay, let's go and make some deals.
0: Merritt says the late April snowstorm that hit the eastern part of Saskatchewan has definitely delayed seeding this year.
4: Yeah, I, you know, probably the, the number one thing it did is put the moisture in a lot of places that they never had before. And uh, I mean, that's a great question. I I, I do, and I, it did delay it, probably for the most part in uh, in the southwest part of the province, because they got a lot more snow down in that area than the west central side. Um, you know, probably now a lot of those guys were, what, the 10th, uh, 10th of May and their 11th of May. Uh, l- a lot of the guys in the southwest would probably done. Uh, Normally they would be, uh, and I'm thinking some of them are probably getting uh, close, but it was cold too. They're waiting for the ground to warm up, so that was a big factor as well. So, uh, you know, you look even right around Regina here. Uh, you know, I just talked to Craig, and they're, they've got about a quarter of the crop in the ground. There's some, some farmers that haven't started here. I talked to another friend of mine, and they're hoping to get going this week. But there's a lot of water laying around here, too, around Regina, between Regina and Moose Jaw. So, and there's areas like that. But I've got uh, friends up in the northeast. They've been going for over a week, which is really abnormal for them. But moisture conditions are absolutely perfect. Everybody has said that that in, in a lot of places, that moisture conditions are good for putting the crop in the ground.
0: On another topic... Merritt says he's not worried about increasing diplomatic tensions between Canada and China affecting our agricultural exports to that country.
4: Our companies are are so diverse in moving things. I mean, uh, you know, China is, you know, don't get me wrong, China is a market for us as well. I, I talked to a company this morning that's uh, doing business in China as well. And, uh, but there are so many uh, global players now for our product. I mean, you just look at what's happened in Mexico alone. We've gone to well over a billion dollars in exports into Mexico, where three or four years ago we were like five, six 600 million. So we're seeing that market grow. The U.S. market is growing again. Uh, we're seeing obviously seeing growth there. Uh, Indonesia is growing for us. Uh, uh, United Emirates is is becoming a big player as well. So there's so many factors now and so many uh, players in the world that will adjust to all of that. I would hope they won't. Um, you know they got to feed their their folks as well. So hopefully we'll we'll uh, we'll get through all that.
0: But he doesn't anticipate Saskatchewan opening any more trade offices around the world.
4: You know, I, I think we've, you know, with the ninth office opening in Berlin, I think it was important for us, but when you look at where we have them now with Japan and Indonesia and uh, Dubai and India, uh, Mexico City, uh, London, I think we've got the, we've got the world covered. And we're seeing some huge impacts with those offices, with the business community in those countries are coming to the offices to, and talking to our folks to say, okay, we want to come and have a look what's going on here. And, uh, and you'll see that over the next few months. You will see some countries here, uh, companies uh, looking to see what we're doing. And we've got a great story to tell, and we're going to tell it to them.
0: And Merritt is still hoping that farmers will get some relief from the federal carbon tax.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they are. Uh, fertilizer prices have come down somewhat com- considering last year, but uh, other things are still high. Uh, you know, I've said it in the, in the ledge assembly, I'll say it here. Uh, farmers are paying uh, carbon tax on everything that's coming into this farm and everything that's leaving this farm. So that's having huge impact, as we all know. So uh, uh, obviously, uh, you know, fuel prices are up as well. Uh, but uh, thank- thankfully, the commodity prices have uh, moved the right direction as well to offset some of that as well.
0: That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister, David Merritt. Please stay tuned, your Commodities Update is coming up right after these messages. Commodities Update. Canola futures closed down across the board today. July canola closed at seven twelve ninety, dollars down $11.20. November canola closed at six ninety sixty. That's down eleven dollars fifty cents July Minneapolis wheat closed at eight forty six per bushel, up nine and a quarter cents July Kansas City wheat closed at eight seventy seven per bushel up thirty five and a half cents July Chicago wheat closed at six thirty five per bushel, up seven and three quarters of a cent. July corn closed at 5.86 and a quarter, up 4 cents. July soybeans closed at 13.90 per bushel, down 15 and a half cents. July oats closed at 3.35 and a quarter, up 2 and a quarter cents. And that's the commodities update. Farm Bulletin Board. Just a reminder that Doug Ukrainitz of Ukraineitz Auctioneering here in Yorkton is in Arizona battling cancer. They've set up a GoFundMe page. It's at www.gofundme.com and you can find all the latest information on there. As well, the East Central Research Foundation in Parkland College is looking for a new research assistant or even a co-coordinator that could take the leadership role in a few years' time. If you have a recent master's student graduate uh, degree in agronomy, that would be ideal. If you know of anyone who would be interested in this position, please forward your email to m.hall at parklandcollege.sk.ca and you can just simply call Mike Hall directly at 306-621-6032 to find out more information about it. And that's all the time we have for today's Farm Bulletin Board. It's coming up on 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head, and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Mainly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and some steady rain south of Yorkton. Winds southeast at 15 to 25, gusting at higher at times, and a high of 19 degrees. For tonight, a 40% chance of showers, then clearing. Winds northeast at 10 to 15, a low of 9. For tomorrow, early cloud turning to partly sunny skies. Winds northeast at 15 to 25, a high of 20, an overnight low of 4. For Sunday mainly sunny, winds west at ten to twenty and a high of twenty four. Monday mainly sunny a high of twenty seven and Tuesday sunny also a high of twenty seven. In the Paw and Roblin it's fifteen degrees, Swan River is at twenty one, Dauphin seventeen, Brandon eighteen, Show Lake Russell fourteen. Regina reporting in at 13 degrees. Saskatoon 18, Hudson Bay 20, Broadview Mooseman 12, Indian Head 14, Winyard Wadena Kelvington 17. The Yorkton Melville region has some light rain. A south southeast wind at 22 kilometers an hour. 63 percent is the relative humidity. The temperature is 15 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for GX on Agriculture for today. Be sure to tune in again on Monday at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. CJGX
3: Yorkton, a Harvard Media radio station, serving Saskatchewan and Manitoba.
0: We are GX94. The GX on Agriculture podcast has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get rolling again sooner.